Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about fresh ministry ideas, innovative ministry approaches. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, Senior Impact Catalyst at Sat7 USA. Chat GPT registered 1 million users within the first five days of its release. 64% of businesses expect AI to increase their productivity. And 50% of U.S. mobile users use voice search functions daily. This trend showcases the growing prevalence of AI-powered voice assistance in everybody's everyday life. It seems artificial intelligence seems to be everywhere. What does it mean for ministry? Should ministries be using this? My guest is here to talk about the application of AI in the context of ministry. So, John Hurst, welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. It's great to be with you, Dennis. You're the Chief Innovation Officer at SIL International, a great ministry. You guys are doing a great work in Bible translation around the world. Really appreciate it. You've helped so much. You're a champion for ministry innovation, so you're a good one to have on to talk about artificial intelligence, uh, what everybody knows as AI, and its context for ministry. So I think everybody knows artificial intelligence, but let's maybe if you could define what it is for our conversation today as it relates to ministry to the local church. Yeah, a great uh, way to enter because we can't assume that everyone is on the same page or has the basic understanding, so it's really good to start at the beginning, right? Yeah, and everybody has a different idea. Uh, some people yeah. are in different contexts, but what we want to talk about, how can ministries and the church use AI? That's right. Well, really simply, and I, I pulled this definition just from Encyclopedia Britannica, but essentially it's very simple. AI is having a computer do something that a human would have normally done, right? So at the very basic level, now, there's multiple forms of AI. There's what we would call artificial narrow intelligence. And that's when it's very specific to a task, like it does a certain task for you, but it can't do anything else. And then there's what's called artificial general intelligence. And that's what most people are talking about today when they talk about AI. It's the ability of a computer to do things that humans would do in a variety of areas of life in a way that really makes it feel, even though it's not human, it's not real. It's not sentient, but it seems that way by the way it acts because of the processing power of what it does. So this makes it sound like it has a lot of advantages for global ministry. There are definite advantages. There's, um, you know, we always have to look at the pros and the cons, the opportunities and the challenges. But in the opportunities area, I think there's a few key opportunities that we need to consider. Number one, significant increase in productivity for our people. We know in missions especially, uh, we're always short on the people we need to do the work. And a lot of people are doing things that uh, um, could be done quicker, more efficiently. Um, just yesterday, I needed to create a service level agreement, and I was able to ask ChatGPT, what are the 10 categories that should be in every service level agreement? And it spit them out for me in a minute, and I was uh, probably three hours ahead of where I would have been if I would have started uh, just simply with a Google search. But I think the other area where it can be a real benefit to ministry is in supporting activities like Bible translation, internet evangelism, um, online discipleship and coaching, um, areas where our ability to do the work is dramatically limited by scale, meaning we, 
there are hundreds of thousands of people or there's hundreds of opportunities. We can't get to them all, but AI can help us do that more effectively. Like a great example is with internet evangelism. And I know Sat7 does so much of that through, through the work that, that you all do. So many people who are coming to an internet evangelism site have a simple question. They just want an answer. They don't want to talk to someone. Something like that can easily be handled by AI. But AI can also be taught to know when people want to talk to someone and more quickly get the right people to actually talk to a human. And that has the potential to dramatically increase the impact of things like online evangelism. Very interesting. I know uh, text generative AI like chat GPT can reduce research time and improve writing, but it can also contribute to sameness or the author, the writer, the content creator can lose distinctiveness because he's using AI and everybody's contributing into AI. How does the author, the ministry leader keep his distinctiveness? Well, I think in this situation, the most important thing for us to get right is roles. And I think this is what we often get wrong so quickly. Uh, in these situations, the question is, what, who has what role? What role does the AI have? What role does the human have? Um, one of the great ways that I've appreciated how Microsoft has framed this, but seen several others do it as well, is the idea of a co-pilot. The artificial intelligence should never be the pilot, right? They are a co-pilot to a human who has creative and new ideas. And then that human uses the AI to be effective in what they do. We talk about it in Bible translation around assistive technologies. We don't ever want to get in the way of God working through a human to discern what the Spirit is saying about how to translate God's Word. Right. We do want to assist them in every way we can to make it a better and better process to get people um, into the Word more quickly in their local language. And you're using a lot of this innovative technology for quicker Bible translations, quicker turnaround times, uh, which is a great resource uh, for a lot of these new languages. That's right. Well, SIL's focus is helping people flourish with the languages they value most. And so we work for everything from language development to literacy, community development, and all the way to Bible translation and scripture engagement. Uh, but yes, absolutely. The area of language is a rich area where AI could be a big help. And we're finding it useful in multiple areas and uh, excited to see uh, what is possible there. You know, back to the previous question, as a ministry leader, they're creating content. Uh, who still owns the intellectual rights of that content they're creating if they're heavily depending on AI to help them write it? This is a really murky area, uh, and anyone who tells you they know how it works is, is lying, because it's essentially an area where the, the law is going to be tested. What's happening in a lot of uses of AI and copyrighted material is they're using what's called the fair use clause, right? We can, we, it is fair use to aggregate all this data and then use it to have the machine then do other things. Um, that is not settled, whether AI is an appropriate uh, application of fair use. I think the most interesting case that we've had recently is, I don't know if you heard about this, Dennis, but uh, the country of Japan came out a while ago and said, we're going to make it a law that in Japan, any, that nothing that's used for AI um, tr model training can be considered copyright infringement. So they decided to state a law for the whole country. Now, since then, they've walked it back a bit, and they're kind of couching it because they got a lot of pushback. Um, but this area is one that we have to watch very carefully. 
anytime you put something out on the internet, you now have to assume that it is being used to train a model of some kind. So you need to think about how you release your work uh, based on that current reality today. And that leads me to another question. You know, these models that are being trained in AI, they're being trained by people who have maybe a very different ideology, different value system. And so when you're asking AI to help you write content, they're drawing from another person's prejudices, uh, ideologies. So what's the concern? What's the safeguard there for Christian writing? Yeah, this is a, a, a topic that's gotten a lot of attention, the bias in AI or, or the potential implications for the kind of answers it might give. You, know, you can ask AI all kinds of questions about, you know, give, give me three scriptures on human suffering and it'll give you stuff. Right. What's the quality like? Well, it's going to depend, right? And so I think the, the way to think about this is, remember, AI is simply a machine that is spitting back what it has taken in and it's using huge amounts of processing power to do that in novel and different ways, right? So um, garbage in, garbage out is the basic concept we've heard before in lots of things, right? Right. Um, if there's really good stuff being fed to the model, then really good stuff will come out. Um, one of the things that I would say is, is a real breakthrough in this area is we're actually experimenting now with um, AI models that are trained on specific what we call ground truth. And what that means is instead of using the entire internet to train your model, and there's some really wild stuff on the internet, so there's some really great stuff on the internet. Right. We're actually doing a model training that's on only certain sources that are all reputable. So we know that the output, if it's working well, that's a caveat. It's trustworthy. If it's working well, is going to be a trustworthy outcome because it's based on trustworthy vetted materials that people believe are valuable. So that's a, a key to uh, dealing with this issue, especially for the ministry community. So are you part of a group that's uh, doing that initiative to train these models? Then will you make those models available to various ministries rather than just an open AI for every, that draws from everywhere in the globe? Yeah. Well, we're definitely part of a big community of nonprofits that is working on these challenges. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll mention two things to you that I think your audience will be interested in. One is there's an annual conference called missional.ai. That's the website. And it's all the people from the ministry world gathering together to figure out how to use AI uh, to further God's kingdom. So there we have a lot of people working on these challenges. And then the, the other site that uh, actually SIL helps run along with Biblica which is another Bible organization, is called tools.bible. And tools.bible is a site that highlights a lot of these advanced tech tools that help people get access to these resources and use uh, these kind of models. So it's a, it's a great resource to, for your audience to visit. So our podcast li listeners, maybe one is a pastor, maybe they're in church leadership, ministry leadership. Uh, what advice do you have for the ministry leader. Yeah, I recently wrote an article about this and I was uh, reflecting on this exact question. And I really went to Daniel chapter two. You know, Daniel was faced with this powerful force, King Nebuchadnezzar, making a very unreasonable request. You know, I want you to tell me my dream and interpret it. And so what did he do? He sought to understand. He went to the king, got more information. He went to his prayer closet with his three friends and he 
went to God and asked God for help. And then third, when God told him what to do, he did it. And I think my challenge to anyone who is a kingdom person, a Jesus follower, is to understand AI. Don't be afraid of it. It's just another tool. It can be used for good or evil. Then go into prayer, ask for discernment about how you should use it. What's the right way for you to use it? And then finally, as God reveals to you through discernment what you should do, don't be afraid to do it. Because uh, we know that God blesses the things that he tells us to do. Yeah, and remember that person isn't working for AI. AI is helping the person, so you're always the pilot, and AI is just assisting you. Now, we have to be careful because in the we have to stand up the ethics and the guardrails around that reality. That's what we want to be true. There are other people that want AI to run the show, right? That, that's a, that there's multiple ways of thinking about this. And so one of the challenges we have as kingdom people is, is we need to be part of what's going on here because we need to help set those ethics. We need to help define those regulations and policies so that it's a tool to help humans be more human, made in the image of God, rather than to reduce how we are human. Right. Well, this is very, very fascinating. And SIL is using a lot of new technology. How are they using AI at this point? Well, I'll direct people to the URL, just ai.sil.org. And we have a lot of cool stuff we're working on. But what I would say is we are trying to assist uh, language communities, linguists, uh, Bible translators, all kinds of people in how they can use AI to work with language. So there's a lot of things around speech to text, you know, be able to speak and it turning into text or right. text to speech. There's things going on in the sign language area. There's a lot of things going on in the assistive technologies. Um, there's things going on in the translation space. It can do direct translation. So there's lots and lots of ways that AI can be a, a good and helpful tool to help us serve more people and, uh, and, uh, and do the work that, that we have in front of us to do. So uh, as we wrap up here, give a couple of those uh, websites again, and I'll put them in the notes as well with hyperlinks. Yeah, so um, the, the event that you can attend is called missional.ai. Okay. The, a, the SIL website is ai.sil.org. And then, Dennis, I'll give you, I've got a curation of my articles on the subject, and I'll give you that link for you to share with your audience. Okay, very good. Well, John, this is fascinating, and appreciate you coming on, telling us a little bit about AI and uh, how it can help ministries. So really appreciate it, and I encourage people to get on your LinkedIn, follow you, the articles that you're putting there as well. Great to be with you. This is the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends and leave a comment. SAT7 is a Middle East and North Africa broadcast media ministry making God's love visible and the gospel available to everyone in the Middle East and North Africa. SAT7 USA has resources in helping you honor God while protecting your family. You can avoid another regret, which is the failure of not creating an estate plan. Through a partnership with Financial Planning Ministry, SAT7 USA provides Christian experts to assist you in preparing your will or trust, all at no financial cost to you. Visit www.sat7usa.org and click on the tab Planned Giving for more information. SAT7 simplifies the process and makes it easy for you so that your family and friends don't have to bear the burden and regret of your failure 
to create an estate plan. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. <music>